In today's episode, we discuss NFL's new format for the Pro Bowl. Was it a hit or was it a miss? LeBron James gets red-pilled only to have his handlers chase him right back onto the plantation. And Tom Brady is heading back to the Super Bowl. This and much, much more, it's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda, the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically, nothing is out of bounds, and every subject is fair game. Coming up, Tom Brady is heading to the Super Bowl in 2024, and no contact allowed this year in the NFL Pro Bowl. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Welcome, everybody, to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott. Joining me today is Chris. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Sideline the Agenda. Uh, A lot of stuff happening over this past weekend. Uh, we're going to touch a lot, uh, touch on it all, but uh, we're, we're definitely going to cover the Pro Bowl, the new format that the NFL has uh, has brought forth. Um, uh, Kyrie Ir- Irving, he, he he's been traded uh, away from Brooklyn to uh, to Dallas. Uh, we'll touch that, uh, and of course, uh, going to be talking to Le- LeBron James in relationship uh, uh, to that, and some some other things that come up. And uh, Trent Dilfer was dissing on a. Well, Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, <laughs> we'll cover that as well. But man, everything's been crazy, crazy weekend. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if there's any more uh, Chinese spy balloons out there uh, floating around. <laughs> if you guys have <laughs> spotted any, you know, uh, no, notify your local government. Um, you know, because uh, what it takes what like four days, five days to to, to finally deal with it, shoot it down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Just, the Biden administration <laughs> to me is just so hysterical or just so funny in in, in, a, in a sad way, actually, where it's like you have this, this spy balloon that, uh, for those of you who don't know, was was floating um, over the United States for I, I think the report was like the last four or five days. It was first spotted was it entered, you know, through uh, through Canada into, into Montana. Uh, and they were just like, you know, they were like, oh my God, there's this this Chinese, uh, uh, you know, one of those big weather balloon, uh, spy, you know, uh, uh, balloons. And it's like, well, should we shoot it down? And then it's like, "Ah, yeah, just, I don't know, you know, just let it, let it float, I guess. And I, and it literally floated across, you know, the entire United States over several sensitive (laughs) military spaces and places. And, uh, then, then they did, they did, uh, they did finally shoot it down off the, off the coast of uh, S- South Carolina, so it's already on its way out. You know, uh, I'd already done what it needed to do, and then they uh, they uh, sent some uh, like uh, uh, fighter jets up there to take it down. So uh, mission accomplished, right? <laughs> yeah, what a bizarre situation, and, and like you said, really kind of a a funny yet sad uh, administration we've got. And I, I mean, this is a telltale sign that the rest of the world knows it. China knows it. They're a joke. They literally just floated a balloon on in here. And then they marched the Pentagon out and was like, well, we can't shoot it down because, you know, we're afraid of, uh, you know, p- possible casualties, civilian casualties down at the bottom. Like really yeah, like, over Canada and Montana, yeah, the Yukon, there's like you there's take it no down. one there. You might hit a down. Moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over all this, yeah, over Alaska, over the North Pole, like you know, you guys were tracking it the entire time. 
So who knows what the heck is going on there? It's just, just it's a clown show. It's well, a clown it just shows world. you it shows you the respect that they have of our of our of our power, our leaders in power, you know, and and <laughs> they're flo- floating, you know, uh, spy balloons over us. So so like passive aggressive and nonchalant, yeah. like you know, yeah. like like a like a weather balloon. You know what I mean? Yeah, like seriously, something so slow and like threatening, but not. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and it's just like it's just a big middle finger to the United States. And of course, you know, they, they must be just busting a gut over across the, uh, oh, yeah. across I the forget, pond there. I forget who said it, but it was like, just, just imagine this was a different scenario. Just change Chinese to Russian and see how fast that balloon would have got shot down. Absolutely. So yeah, you got, you know, us bending over backwards, sending all of our money and weapons to Ukraine. And, uh, just coincidentally, Joe Biden's son was making tons of money over in Ukraine on board of like gas companies and he has no experience. And then, oh, his son also had lots of deals and, and things going on in China and they're just floating a balloon on down, you know, just spying and doing whatever they're doing. Who knows? And uh, yeah, no response. Just let it go. Just let it float. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like here in California. Let it get across the whole country and then take it down. Yeah, like here in California, you got uh, Diane Feinstein, who, who's who's a, a driver, was a Chinese spy and and like worked for her for like seven years or something like that. Might might possibly yeah. even more. And then you had uh, Swalwell, who was a uh, bang and a Chinese spy as well. Yep. You know what I mean? So like they're all they're all in bed uh, yep. uh, w- w- with the, uh, the People's <laughs> Republic and. <laughs> Bought and paid for several times over. I mean, you, you, all the information, all the, all the, the, the dirty laundry that, uh, that China must have on our, our leaders is, is just, uh, oh man, we, we have no clue because again, like you're saying, the, the, the lack of reaction is what, uh, definitely shows you that, um, you know, that, 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 uh, we're, we're, we've been compromised. <laughs> To, oh, yeah. To, well, speaking of no clue, I mean, I don't think they would have ever even told anyone if it wasn't for some amateur, you know, I don't know if they're a photographer or what, that saw it. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And then they, they took the image and then they put it online and they're like, oh, damn, all right, well, now we got to deal with this because apparently this has happened before and uh, it was the old General Mattis. Uh, was aware of it and didn't even tell Trump because he was uh, like, oh, well, Trump is going to, he's going to overreact because, you know, Trump damn well would just shoot it down immediately. <laughs> he's like, oh, they got a balloon over here? Shoot it down. Take it down. <laughs> like, no questions asked. You'd take it down. Yeah, it was like so the local, th- that, like, Montana, Billings, Montana, like, you know, town yeah. paper or something like that, you know, breaking uh uh, international espionage news, <laughs> man, we are lost, man. It's just a sad, sad state, you know? And, yeah, and like well, you said, the, the world knows it. Yeah. Well, speaking of lost and sad, sad state, did you uh, catch any of the Grammys? I oh sure my didn't. God. I didn't either, but I definitely <laughs> saw the uh, stories and the videos posted on, on uh, Twitter uh, and it's like, Oh God, you have uh, what uh, the, the, the first trans and non-binary duo, Winners, you know, uh, uh, Kim Petrus. I, I don't even know who these people are. Yeah, never heard. Uh, of them. Becomes first transgender <laughs> woman to win best pop duo group performance at the Grammys alongside non-binary Sam Smith. I guess he's non-binary now. I, I thought he was just gay, but now he's non-binary. <laughs> you know, I identify as a question mark. 
Uh, I'm the first punctuation to win a Grammy. What a historic moment for me. You know, after, you know, they did their live performance was like, you know, replicating like the depths of hell. Yeah. Just a full on satanic ritual going on. (laughs) Yeah. And then of course, which you're probably getting to, to to, to put a pin on it at the end, after they cut to commercial, it's like brought to you by Pfizer. (laughs) It's like, God, you can't script this shit. You can't, you can't. (laughs) Are they they that tone deaf or is it just like, it's just out in the open? Like, you Uh, know, Hey, uh, uh, this is, uh, do they get a chuckle off of that? Do you think, you know, cause, cause they got to know I, what I the, so. what the performance is, you know, and they place that there. it's just like, whatever is the most, uh, salacious presentation that they can do. Um, you know, and then of course, uh, the, you know, following it, capping it off with follow, you know, brought to you by Pfizer was just, uh, yeah. The cherry oh man, on cherry on top for sure. <laughs> It's it's really making it crystal clear. If it couldn't be more obvious, it's you got to pick a side, people. God, you really <laughs> you do. Pick a side. You have to pick and a side. It can't be any more in your blatantly in your face and obvious than it is now. I mean, just the pageantry of what I saw with what people were wearing to the Grammys. It's just like again, we're just full blown Hunger Games now. You yeah. know, it's Did it's you see the capital. Oh God, her face. <laughs> Constructed, reconstructed. Jeez, <laughs> look like moly. look like the swelling hadn't gone down yet. <laughs> they want people to look up to these people. These people, like everyone, hates these people. Like most normal people, have no respect or don't Absolutely. look up to these people whatsoever. But they march them out there, just like you said, like like the Hunger Games. They're they're the fake uh, celebrities just to try and lead the masses to, to just distract them. I mean, I saw a photo of a lady sitting there with a goddamn lion's head. Like, like <laughs> with a damn lion's head, you know what I mean? Like this is, it's not, it's not even Halloween costumes anymore. It's just like, it's above and beyond, you know? And, and, and like you said, they just get together and they smell each other's farts and they tell, you know, how delicious it is. And, 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 you know, like you said, the rest of us are just like, who are these imbeciles? Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, those are those, there are those people that buy in, man, that eat yeah, this up with a big wooden spoon. There's a lot. Um, yeah. you know, but, uh, damn, like it's, it's just, I, I, God, if that's like the canary in the coal mine for us, like we're, we're, we're done. We've been done for a while. Um, but, yeah. uh, it, it just seems to be the, the pageantry of it all is, is just so super obnoxious. Um, yep, and let's see what our uh, Super Bowl halftime show is going to be oh like God. coming up. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not that bad. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Rihanna, she, uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, the the promo of her, you know, advertising the halftime show. It's like she she looks like a furry, you know, poop. She looks like you know the entrails <laughs> of a coyote. Uh, you know, uh, with the, with the outfit that she had on their hair, hairdo, you know, uh, uh, you know, going up like a, like, like the pinch off point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Shining definitely one like way a diamond. <laughs> I thought I was looking like a snake on a stake, but yeah, pinch off, uh, yeah, that, no, that was... one works too. <laughs> a dingleberry. Rihanna looking like a dingleberry. My it's like when goodness. you're, when you're getting some frozen yogurt and, you know, you pinch it off at the end and it's got that little... <laughs> The pointy end coming out. <laughs> All right, this one's <laughs> this one's poop flavored. 
jeez. Uh, yeah, the Grammys. Uh, and, and it's funny because I was reading through some of the winners, and, and it was like, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess like Willie Nelson won a handful of uh, awards, and and wow. uh, also Bonnie Raitt won like for for best uh, songwriter or something like that, and. And so it's funny because it's just such an odd mixture of these people that I've never heard of um, with these people that like, you know, our parents, you know, knew. Um, And and so it's just a a, a bizarre uh, mixture. And and, and the world of music is, is, you know, like we don't have that common denominator anymore. It's like we don't people don't listen to the radio. I mean, I don't really know anybody who does at least. And so and and, and nor are we forced to listen to the radio like we were back in the day when we were growing up. It's like what you did is like you listen to the radio to find out what the hits were and or what, you know, be exposed to the music that you liked. And then, uh, you know, everybody kind of listened to the same DJs and the same, you know, stations. And so you'd have that camaraderie amongst your peers to talk about, oh, man, you, you know this person or, hey, have you heard this new track, you know? And you go down to the little, uh, you know, tape store or record store and, and buy yourself a, a cassette tape when I was growing up and then CDs, you know, uh, after that. But you had that, like you know, everybody was listening to the same thing. Now you yeah. don't have that anymore. Not at all. And, and, and so it's, it's like the, the, the spread of, of who's out there is, is, is just, uh, it's just bizarre. And, and how, how you could ever, even back then when everybody was listening to the same thing, I mean, how you can really just say like, this is the best and, and that's not, it's just, you know, not right. practical. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so, so I guess the next thing now is just to hold on to all the firsts. So, you know, having the the first transgender uh, woman and and non-binary individuals like all these other people are just you know the lion head lady is going to identify <laughs> as a lion and be the first uh, right, lion right. to win a, a Grammy. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, speaking of uh, uh, weak-willed people. Um, Los Angeles Lakers basketball player LeBron James uh, shared and then quickly deleted an Instagram video uh, that was actually posted by Turning Point USA uh, founder Charlie Kirk uh, featuring actor Morgan Freeman calling for the end of Black History Month. Um, it's a fairly popular clip. I, I've seen it many times yeah. before. A former CBS Mike Wallace asked uh, Morgan Freeman about his opinion regarding uh, Black History Month and uh, Freeman had uh, this to say. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? <laughs> no, well, no, no, come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month sure. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. You want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Until- stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. See, I love Morgan Freeman for that. I mean, that's just like, yeah. that is the perfect approach. It's like humanity. But really <laughs> Mike Wallace is like, how are we going to get rid of racism if you guys, <laughs> if, if you people don't have a yourself a month? Because <laughs> Black History Month is really tackled that that's issue. That's going to eradicate uh, uh, racism as we know it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's like, are you white? Uh, I'm Jewish. <laughs> so it's still the thought process still remains the same. I also love right. how Mike Wallace is like completely taken off guard when he's challenged. And then start saying, well, well, come on, come on, uh, come on. Like, yeah, you know, be, yeah, exactly. Fall in line with the agenda here, yeah. Morgan. Oh, man, how ironic. You're not, you're not playing your role here, yeah, Morgan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the script. Oh, man, how ironic that uh, LeBron obviously came across this clip and and was possibly, you know, like red-pilled in the moment, right? You know, just for a short yeah. moment only to be put back in line by his handlers and told to delete it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. come on, come on, LeBron. Come on, fall back in line, yeah. LeBron. <laughs> come on, what do you think? It's not your role. <laughs> and apparently, Charlie Kirk noticed that James had shared and deleted the message and tweeted, LeBron James shared a video I posted of Morgan Freeman saying that we should get rid of Black History Month. Then he deleted it. Why? And that's a great right. question. I mean, this has nothing right. to do really about Charlie Kirk because, of course, it's a CBS 60 Minutes clip. Um, and he just happened to post it, but... I would be so curious to know why did you post it, LeBron? You actually, you obviously found wisdom in it. You you yeah. obviously found an angle that uh, intrigued you and possibly inspired you, and and actually, you know, maybe brought to light something is something within you that you agreed with. Yeah, right. You know, unlike say, you know, we'll get to the Kylie Irving or Kyrie Irving trade, but you know what I mean. Like he just posted a link to a to a a movie, and people wanted him gone for doing that. You know, so so obviously, then under those principles that you wanted to crucify Kyrie Irving, you agree with this video wholeheartedly because you posted it. But then I guess you know, like you know, his handlers got to him and had him delete it. So, so I guess maybe, maybe that doesn't completely fit the bill, but you know, why not? Like, why did you post it, LeBron? I mean, LeBron posts, yeah. then deletes a video of Morgan Freeman bringing to light the, the hypocrisy and ignorance of, of, of black history month, you know, uh, a month and, a, and an agenda that's been created, you know, by, by white saviors who want you know, you poorly, lowly people to have a month of recognition, you know, a participation trophy, <laughs> a sticker on the wall and a pat on the head. Right. I mean, and, and, and this thing, the, the, the black history month, they like, it just, it just continues the narrative that the black community needs the public recognition of its white overlords in order to feel any worth. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, we're going to give right. you, I mean, he says it like, well, how are we going to fight racism? Mike Wilson says that, like, like, yep. because by us giving you this part yeah. participation, we're throwing trophy, you this bone here. Yeah, this, they're throwing you this bone. <laughs> Don't you like this little bone here, doggy? You like exactly. that? Exactly. Throwing you oh, the bone. Oh man, you want to talk about embracing a plantation mindset? I mean, they are they are creating heritage months uh, uh, for, in essence, every group that is not white. Right. You know, I mean, right. what is yep. the subtext on, on that then? You know, it's, it's that white people don't need to be recognized with a month because, well, they're in control and are default recognized for everything. <laughs> like, you right. all you other people don't really contribute like we contribute. Have a month. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman, I mean, he knew this, right? I mean, he knew the best yeah. way to combat that, 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 it, you know, you have to embrace the the idea of the human race and not right. rob the individual of their humanity by lumping them into categories but recognizing 
their complete contributions to the American community, recognizing their you know contributions to humankind, right? Right. That is 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 how you uh, uh, come together as a people. You know, and, and, and like right. I said, you, you don't refer to me as a black man and I'm not going to refer to you as a white man because what does that really truly matter? But no, if you want to divide and conquer, as you've touched on many times, Chris, you know, like you said, you know, like the, the, the prison warden mentality. It's like we're going to lump it. you all into categories. Why? So we can control you. That's but it. but the, the beauty of this clip is that Mike Wallace literally lives out the elitist mindset, the the racist mindset. The yep. come on puppy have a have a bone mindset. Yep. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Mindset. The white savior mindset that has led us to not only Black History but all of these heritage months. Um, you know that's that's a, a huge uh, you know and, a, and another agenda at in itself. But going back to I I loved your take, Chris. You know, going back to all of this, like why why did LeBron? post this to to begin with and then what was that conversation or that moment like when when somebody got in his ear and told him do you better delete that shit you know uh so <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this yeah well i mean first off i mean those those words of wisdom from morgan freeman if if as a society we could embrace that i mean we could solve so many problems Amen. martin luther king tried to uh get us all to realize and what we should all i mean it's, it's, it's scientifically proven. There's no such thing as different races when it comes to human beings. We're, there's one race. So saying like, oh, he's African-American race and this person Asian race and this person white race, there's no difference in races. We all just have, we have different levels of pigmentation. Yes. We are all shades of brown, either extremely light brown or extremely dark brown and everything in between. That's all it is. Yeah, you're so very just the just yeah, just the whole thing of these different races. If if people can get past that, and like Morgan Freeman said, just stop talking about it. Stop talking about race. Stop bringing up race all the time. Just stop calling white people and black people, and actually you know call them by their name. Or how about Mister? You know whatever their last name is, and Mrs. And bring back some manners. Yeah. Um, you know we can actually move on because the one thing they do with all this quote unquote racist crap because they are the racists. They're the ones that are dividing us all the time and wanting us fighting each other. Um, you know, if we could all just realize that this is this is a weight on our society, you know, we can actually get rid of that weight and then we can reach, you know, higher levels. Um, so uh, with LeBron, it, it probably was, it reminds me of the, like the scene in the third matrix where they're in the spaceship and they're flying up towards the clouds. And then you see that brief little glimpse of the sun when the clouds part, and then they cover back up and the ship plummets back down to earth and crashes. It's like LeBron caught a brief little glimpse of the light. He, he saw a little bit was like, hey, that actually does make sense. Yeah. We could actually all move on. And when we talk about black history and it, all they ever want to talk about is slavery and Jim Crow. They don't ever want to talk about, hey, what about those tens of thousands of white Christian abolitionist people that fought and died to free you and to also in the 50s and 60s, get the civil rights movement going and, and pass and, and, and get you. There's been so much progression. They never want to talk about all the good stuff. They always want to harp on all the negativity. And it just it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and it just keeps snowballing on itself. And here we are. I mean, when I was young and hearing all this in the 90s, I, was, I, I couldn't 
I couldn't imagine that that here we are, twenty twenty three, and we're still going on on all the same stuff all over again. And it just they just keep rehashing it because you know it is a mechanism of control, and it's they're not genuine. They're not actually trying to solve anything. They're just here to continue to stoke the fire and keep opening wounds. They have no intention of healing. So LeBron, I mean, I don't know if it was himself um, or, or a handler, like you said, probably got on, on him really quick. It was like, Hey, you need to delete that. Otherwise you're going to have to be answering for that. You're going to have to go on an apology tour and all this kind of stuff. How could you ever support anything this guy says? But he probably just self-censored. He probably thought was like, Oh, you know, that kind of makes sense. And then once he did it, it was like, Oh, wait, uh, yeah, I'm, that's not my role. <laughs> that's not my job. I'm straying off the plantation here. I yeah, need no to come kidding. back on real quick before they get the whips out on me. <laughs> before I get told back, <laughs> get back in my place. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. And, and you know, it's so funny because it's like the Civil War, right? I, I The Civil War had nothing to do with melanin. Like it had nothing to do, like it wasn't, it, it wasn't a bunch of white people getting together and, and right. fighting over, I mean, it exactly. just so happened to be a majority of white folk, but it was right. humans getting together, fighting right. for a greater cause, fighting for a, a, a sin that uh, a man was committing and, and right. a sin that a, the majority of people weren't partaking, participating in, you know, it was a very small right. percentage even in the South, of ev- right. everybody that even had the means to own people, <laughs> right. you know, and, and so those people got together and 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 uh, uh, rose and conquered and worked towards improving uh, uh, against a, a wrong, a reality that they did not want to have as part of our culture, as part of our future here in this country. Same thing with the civil rights. It just it just happened to be a lot of white people, but it wasn't like, hey, we're the white savior. The white saviors got right. together and fought right. a war, and then the white saviors got together and then you know uh, fought for for civil rights. You know what I'm saying? Like it was people. It was human. Uh, beings getting together and doing that and and now they're just like still with this whole you know the heritage month the whole uh, the way that it's presented it's still that whole like white savior mentality like no 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 we're here to help you somebody got in lebron's here when he posted this because he strayed off of the 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 you know like we said the plantation he strayed off of the narrative and somebody had to you know slap his hand and put him back into place you know, because we can't yep. have diversity of thought. We can't have people have uh, uh, to be exposed to different things and to bring things to light that might spark conversation. Can't have true progress. Exactly. Yeah. But conversation that is challenging and counterintuitive to uh, the, the establishment and their agenda that they've put forth that they expect everybody to repeat without even thinking about. You know, that's that's the whole manipulation. That's the whole project that's happening when they're trying to groom our kids or trying to change reality on us and, and, and tell us that, you know, a, a, a woman, a trans woman and a binary, you know, uh, 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 the question mark got together and, you know, uh, <laughs> played mark, around man. in the depth of hell in front of us uh, and, and in full endorsement of a jab uh, in a vaccine, you know, not an experimental medical treatment, but a, uh, an actual right. vaccine that solves to where you won't give it, spread it or, 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 or uh, uh, get sick yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we've been forced fed all of these narratives that we have to regurgitate in order to, um, you know, not stray off course in order to be, uh, to, to live and operate in our society opposed yep. to having the ability to have the conversation, having the ability to expose ourselves to different thoughts, having the ability to read whatever kind of book you want to freaking read yeah. or, or, or video, <laughs> watch any kind of movie that you want to watch, you know? That's right. 
Um, and, and, and so everything's so polarized and, and, and it's so sad to me. It's not sad to me because the, the man, LeBron James is, a, is, is, a, is obviously a man of means and, and it has, uh, uh, you know, uh, practically the world at his fingertips minus the ability of thought. He can't think whatever he wants to think for himself. Yep. He ultimately is still, uh, a slave and a slave to the agenda of the yep. global elites, of uh, the American elites, above the, you know to the corporations, yep. um, he has to do and and say what they want him to do and say. He saw this video. Something about this video triggered something within him, to which spurred him to grab the link, repost it on social media, and then. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, yep. and then he was told no by somebody. I yep. did, or or maybe he thought about it himself long enough and, and was just kind of looking down the pike and going, this is going to be a problem. And so I need to, uh, uh, you know, correct course here because this is challenging too much. It's rocking the boat too much. Yep. What a weak man. Yep. What an absolute coward. Because he didn't want that smoke as they put it they as in those in that culture not uh <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? right it's just th that to me is just so sad that, that there are no men yeah. anymore you know it's it's not uh he, he can't stand on his two feet and just go you know what no i put this up why did you put that up you know well because i think it's i agree with what morgan's was saying freeman was saying yep. Or maybe I don't. I don't agree with what he's saying, but I, I think what he's saying is interesting, and it, it's gonna, you know, it, it would spark an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's too bad because you know, a position of his, a man in his position has a lot of power, especially with the whole media that he's that he's basically owns. I mean, they've backed him his whole career, so that would be very interesting if he ever took a stand on something that they didn't really want to go along with and and is he going to get the Kyrie treatment uh well, that would be interesting to see but uh no way. like you said he cowardly no buckled before any of that could even happen yeah and there's no way he would ever get the Kyrie treatment over this because he already fell in line and they know that they can use him i mean he's a useful idiot i mean that's the point yeah. like he's a useful idiot and he will be continued to use speaking of Kyrie uh, uh, the Bro Bro Brooklyn Nets have moved on and uh, were able to trade Kyrie to the Dallas Mavs. I know that uh, uh, the Lakers and LeBron James was were very interested in reuniting yep. the two in L.A. They were not able to make that deal happen. From what I understand, Joseph Sy did not want Kyrie to go to the Lakers. So he did yeah, what he could what to get him somewhere else. That didn't keep LeBron James, the uh, uh, king narcissist of, uh, of the sports media world or of, of, uh, of the NBA for sure, it didn't keep from him like saying, oh, maybe it's me. He tweeted out, yeah. maybe it was me, you know, <laughs> making it still all about him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. nonetheless, uh, Kyrie heading to Dallas and the Mavs. What did you think of this deal? Uh, and and it just uh, all around, uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, probably happy uh, to get rid of uh, yeah. Kyrie. Uh, you know, cause he's just so, you know, polarizing, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that was funny. The whole, maybe it's me. Like, what are you, a high school emo chick? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I can't remember for sure. I'd have to go back to a previous episode, you know, back when this whole controversy 
controversy was coming was going on with uh, Kyrie early on in the season. But I th- I want to say I did say by trade deadline they're probably going to ship them out. Yeah. Now it looks like in this case Kyrie actually requested it because they were having some disputes over the uh, the, the extension or the contract that they were going to want him to sign because remember they gave him all those uh that to-do list before he could even come back and play yeah the they pathway to were, redemption right exactly <laughs> the, they the, are basically <laughs> going to work a lot of that stuff back into his his contract for you know the next couple years and uh you know knowing Kyrie, he's not having any of that so he's like screw this i'm i'm, I'm not going to stay so you guys might as well trade me then because he's going to be a free agent this yeah. summer so they they did, and um, to your point, the owner you know doesn't want to do Kyrie any favors, so he's not going to ship him to the Lakers where he wants to go, because you know he's going to spite Kyrie as much as he can. Uh, so he ends up getting shipped to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they sent him uh, Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris to the Mavericks, and the Brooklyn Nets got Spencer Dinwiddie, who actually used to be on the Nets before, uh, pretty decent player, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. A 2029 first round pick and second round picks in 2027 and 2029. So quite a haul here. Uh, it's kind of funny with the NBA and these picks that are like almost a decade out. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty crazy. It's kind of a bizarre situation. Yeah, how the franchise has sold itself down river. I mean, we're just yeah. just to continue with the slavery puns here. Uh, and uh, the <laughs> for LeBron James in order for him to be there in LA, you know, and all the moves of his, you know, that yep. has been required for his uh, tantrums, um, you know, man, if I only had this, then I could win, you know, right. uh, the, the <laughs> they just can't seem to get it right in LA. And it's always up to uh, somebody, uh, some other team to solve their problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, oh man, Brooklyn Nets, man, they didn't deal Kyrie to us. Then then we would have won. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys got a stacked team and you still can't yeah. get it done. Yep. You got three top 75 players all time and, and you guys don't even have a above 500 record. Uh, yeah, so it's it's super soft mentality. I mean, we could go on and on and on with yeah. LeBron, and I'm sure we will in future episodes, but it's pretty pathetic, the responses that he has and all these uh, fanboys out there. Oh, the Lakers, they, the management sucks. They all need to get fired. Like, <laughs> dude, they shipped out Lonzo Ball and D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram and, like, all these picks that they had for several years uh, to get you Anthony Davis, and then they did it again and shipped out a whole bunch of other vets that were crucial to their 2020 season and uh, got you Russell Westbrook, which is what he wanted, and now that doesn't work out, so it's like, oh, well, just blow it all up again and, and just give away all the future picks you've got. It doesn't matter. I'm LeBron. I got to win right now. And the Lakers like, no, like we got a, we got a franchise to run here. You're only going to be here another year or two. Like we got a future we got to look out for also. I know. I kind of wish that they thought about that like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Opposed to just completely destroying their franchise for this yeah. one individual. Well, you got a Disney Mickey Mouse lollipop ring. So, yeah, exactly. The Mouse House, <laughs> the Mouse House ring, and the abbreviated season in, in, the, in the bubble, chips. the bubble chip. Man, that's the goat. <laughs> yeah. That's the NBA goat for you. 
Yeah, but interesting move. I mean, we'll see how Kyrie Irving uh, teams up with uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, at the, you know, if they if they gel well, then you know the Mavericks they they could do something. They made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Uh, you know, obviously they're trying to make that next step and get to the finals and see what they can do. A lot of uh, kind of mediocre teams record-wise this season, especially in the Western Conference. So it's kind of up up for grabs. So we'll see what happens. I hope Kyrie does well down there. I really do. I like Luca, and you know what? I like Kyrie as well. I don't agree with everything that Kyrie says yeah. or stands for, but you know what? He says things and stands up for them. Yeah. Um, or stands to them uh, and, and has an opinion, uh, you know, and, and and probably wouldn't have deleted his Morgan Freeman post like, yeah. uh, you know, the coward LeBron James. And so for that, you know, uh, uh, he he's he has my respect um, and uh, hopefully hopefully the Mavs do well. That would be great to see. Uh, so let's move on. Let's move on to a Trent Dilfer dissing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But before we do that, I'd like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Go ahead and give us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Trent Dilfer says he's not impressed with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, their feats in the modern NFL, because it's super easy. 50-year-old Dilfer made the comments about Brady and Rodgers during a screening of ESPN's Bullies of Baltimore 30 for 30 documentary on the Ravens explaining what why what uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do ain't all that impressive given how football is played these days. Here's the clip. The day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback and when you can't reroute receivers and when you can't hit guys across the middle. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is what they did. Trent clearly believes that Brady and Rodgers have been aided by the rule changes that have uh, benefited offenses. You, you know, do you agree with uh, Trent's take here? I know we talked about this before, you know, with Brady polarized, polarizing figure in his own right in regards to the Brady rules that uh, started to kind of scatter and grow like a virus across the NFL affecting the product. Um, does he have a point here? Uh, I mean, let's not uh, forget you know, um, that uh, Tom and old uh, Trent Dilford's uh, uh, careers, they overlapped, didn't they? I mean, he was yeah. playing in the same league. I mean, in fact, Brady is just uh, uh, w- was in his second season when he won his first uh, Super Bowl, uh, just one year after Dilford won with the Ravens uh, during the uh, 2000 season behind one of the most dominant defenses ever. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts about old uh, Trent Dilford's take? Uh, very interesting. I tend to agree with most of what he said. I, I'm assuming he's talking about what Brady and Rodgers have done in the, like probably the, the latter portion yeah, of their career. The modern era, right? Yeah, the modern era. So probably the last you know eight to ten years or so. Um, when he it, hasn't been playing. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Dude, when um, I was playing, man, the league was super hard and tough and gridiron and all that. Right. And not this pussy shit that it is now after I left. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, those rule changes do definitely make a difference. And, and you see it on the on the field as far as the personnel that's actually on the field. When you would take some, uh, I mean, just just watch a random video of like a, a 90s uh, football team 
uh, the defense especially, and just compare the positions and how those players look compared to guys today. You know, some of your defensive tackles might look somewhat similar. They're still big guys, but those edge rushers are are much skinnier. They're much faster. The linebackers are a huge difference. Right. These guys are much skinnier. They're they they run a lot because they got to play coverage a lot. Back then, you had these big, massive linebackers that were there to fill gaps and and combat the running game. And the running game is almost non non existent for the most part anymore. It's it's a passing league, and uh, the NFL kind of did what the NBA did. They made it more offensive friendly. And uh, at least the NFL, it's it, it hasn't damaged the product as much, I believe. But a lot of these passing records that are being set by these guys now, you know, it would never have happened back then. These guys wouldn't still have been playing. You know, Brady finally retired. But Rodgers, there's no way he'd still be playing. He would have got, you know, beat up and brutalized by now. Um, so I know the NFL... the the reasons they did it for, I, I definitely understand and tend to agree with as well. You got to protect your product and at the same time, make it more interesting while allowing your stars to continue playing. But with that being said, there's no way no 40-year-old Tom Brady is, is, is going to be running out there and, and dominating the way that he did and Rodgers winning MVPs and whatnot, because that is a big thing. You can't jam the receivers. That's a, a, a big thing just right there. And then the whole, you know, you can't touch anyone, not only the quarterbacks, but defenseless receivers and unnecessary roughness and all that kind of stuff. This, the sport just isn't nearly as physical as it used to be. And winning a championship with the team that he came from, those 2000 Ravens, you know, talk about physicality. That type of defense, it, it just can't be played anymore. It's not allowed. And it's too bad because... You know, that, those type of defenses come along very rarely, but they are amazing and, and really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we're never going to see that again. Yeah, it, it is like the whole like Iron Curtain, you know, the the, the big, big defenses yep. is definitely kind of a lost art now, isn't it? I mean, even the, yep. the big monster defenses that we have in the league currently with the 49ers and the and and the eagles they they don't they they definitely don't uh harvest the imagery that say no. those 2000 ravens do no uh and it's not even close really no. and it's such a great point that uh, perhaps that is uh, you know a, a, that's the nfl of old like that we won't ever see that yep. again no. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a interesting point for sure. I mean, I just wanted to look at their careers real quick. So over their careers, Brady threw for a little over 89,000 yards, 649 touchdowns and 212 interceptions over a 23 year season long, uh, um, career Rogers, uh, is, uh, at just over 60,000 yards or under rather, um, 475 yard, uh, touchdowns, 475 touchdowns and 105 interceptions for 15 years. Um, and Dilfer, uh, through, for just a little over 20,000 yards uh, with 113 touchdowns and 129 picks in his 13-year season career. Um, I'd be very curious. I, I should have done my due diligence to seeing where they were at, you know, at their equivalent, you know, stages uh, when, when yeah. the specific times that they were playing in the league. Um, but, uh, you know, Dilfer, he retired in the NFL uh, in 2007, and uh, Brady actually at that point had already had uh, three Super Bowl rings. Um, so of course, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Dilfer's referring to the time after he left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's really when you know the Brady rules started to get uh, the, the, the 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 prime you know uh, 
prompt, uh, you know, yeah, across After. the league. And, and yeah. it's just, uh, what was it? That injury that he had that it's really ACL, yeah, the ACL that, that, that's what yeah. just really spread that across the NFL freaked out and was like, Oh my God, our golden boy product. We have to, we have to just, you know, take the foot off yeah, the gas. That can't happen again. Out. No, I know. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. And I, I agree with what he's saying uh, to an extent. And it is sad that those uh, big monster defenses aren't necessarily going to be a reality anymore in the future because that's, that was a great part of the product. That right. was a great aspect of the game. Um, and, and that aspect has suffered a little bit. You know, I, I think we're all collectively happy that there is some form of, uh, you know, exclamation on uh, player safety. We we we, right. <laughs> we didn't like seeing quarterbacks, you know, constantly getting concussed. You know, uh, right. that, that that I'm I'm happy that that is not the normal. Um, because because there was a time period where it kind of felt like it was. You know, it's like I was saying yeah. last year. It was like Montana would get up. You know, have a concussion every twice a game, seemingly, and Aikman and all those guys were getting their bells rung. And we don't see that as much. That's a good thing. But when you yes. overcompensate. And go too far on the other way, where it's like you have to have the quarterback has to you know sign a, a form of consent for another player to touch him. <laughs> then we've got a problem, you know. And and uh, especially when these flags can affect the outcomes of a game, we, we got a problem. And and uh, you know, so, so hopefully that can get improved upon. But uh, definitely to to Trent Dilfer's point, it's a softer league. Yeah, you should be able to jam receivers. I mean, that has nothing to do with you know protecting the quarterback. Right. I mean, unless you're thinking that okay, now they can get the ball out sooner, therefore they don't have to take as many hits. I mean, I think that's the only thing that could make a little bit of sense. But you should be able to jam the receivers, make it a little bit tougher. Uh, sure, you shouldn't be able to tee off on just you know somebody not even looking at you running across the field, but you should still allow some some hits. <laughs> so they they should find a better balance than what they have now. Um, but yeah, I don't think Dilfer is saying that, you know, that Brady or Rogers, oh, they're just a product of all the rules. I'm, I'm pretty sure he still thinks that they're amazing and, and they are, and they would be in any era, but they wouldn't have played as long. And those numbers are a little inflated. It's like the NBA, they should bring back hand checking. Like, like why not at least bring back hand checking? But just like in the NBA, you don't see any big centers, any big power forwards. Those positions are pretty much extinct and that old league is gone. The NBA should bring back defense, period. Exactly. <laughs> 162 yes. to 155. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they definitely should bring back defense. I mean, back to the 90s style uh, basketball where where uh, where uh, the, the, the John Tesh theme was a plan and, uh, uh, you know, little, man, little men weren't, uh, you know, uh, crashing the paint. They were uh, getting rejected uh, into the seats. Um, anyway, well, uh, Tom Brady, speaking of Brady, uh, well, he retired last week after 23 uh, seasons in the NFL, seven Super Bowl rings, um, and uh, he, he's he's looking to the future. He has a plan. He has a plan in place, and, and it's a solid plan. He is going to return to the Super Bowl in 2020. And we're going to explain that, but first want to play this clip of uh, Tom 24. Brady. 2024, excuse me. Thank you for the correction. Uh, I want to play this quick cl quick clip of Brady on uh, on The Herd um, on uh, Fox Sports uh, with Colin Coward. It's a daily fight. You know, you wake up every day just like you do. And I have appreciation for so many people that are so committed every day to showing up to put their max effort into their life and their career. And I think for me, I want to be great at what I do. And even, you know, talking even last week with the people at Fox Sports, you know, and, and the leadership there allowing me to start, 
you know, my Fox opportunity in, in the fall of 2024 is something that's great for me. So take some time to really learn, become great at what I want to do, become great at, um, you know, thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything. And I, I, I think when people really bet on me, I think one thing about my career, whether I was when I was drafted by the Patriots or signing for agency with the Bucks, I wanted to be, you know, fully committed. And I, I never wanted to let people down. I think my biggest motivator was that. So, you know, even in the future, I want to be great at what I do. And that always takes some time and strategizing and, and learning and growing and evolving. And I have so many people to rely on that um, can support me in that growth too. So it's going to be a good, great opportunity for me to take some time to really uh, certainly become at my Fox broadcasting job, which I'm really looking forward to, but also catching up on other parts of my life that uh, need some need some time and energy. So Tom Brady, he intends to walk into the Fox broadcast booth in 2024 and head straight to the Super Bowl in typical Tom <laughs> Brady fashion, taking the easiest path to the big game, right? Because, of course, Fox has the uh, broadcast rights to the Super Bowl starting 2024, right. and also they have it 2025. That sneaky son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to waste 23 if I can't be there for the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Isn't that right? Like, he's just like, oh, wait, no Super Bowl? Well, I'll, I'll sit this one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my skills improved and, and do, do some work in my personal life, but uh, I'll, I'll hit you guys up in 2024. <laughs> I'm so much of a perfectionist. I need a whole year to practice before I can come in and start talking about football. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think I this leaves the life. door open for a possible San Francisco, uh, uh, you know, a moment of of him going to play for the 49ers and be the uh, the the wise old sage for a up and coming Brock Purdy. You know, uh, here, bud, sit under my wings. Let me show you how it's done. Learn from the best, and then I'll ride on to the sunset. I don't know. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking the same thing actually. I was like, well, you know, it does just leave that window cracked a little bit there. I know. This to where, you know, he's he's he doesn't have anything else going on other than his, you know, family stuff or whatever he's gonna be doing. That by the time summer's starting to, to get hot, he might start feeling a little bit of an itch and they that might have an opening loose. over there in Frisco. Yeah. yeah it's not so it's, stiff it's, in the cold. It's rested up, it's feeling good. <laughs> yep. And Trey Lance isn't looking very good in, in uh, training camp here. And, and they uh, got an, that's a, a, the at least a decent made. enough O-line to give uh, offer enough yep. protection. And I've got a lot of quick dump, you know, options. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be throwing game, the ball as defense. much as I had to. Yep. I don't know, man. I think that the door has been left cracked open on purpose. And that guy is going to back to back the Super Bowl. He's going to go to it and then he's going to call it <laughs> <laughs> three years in a row. Yeah, That's man. a dynasty. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, when I heard this, I thought the same thing. It was like, geez, it's not like, you know, I'm going to, you know, even start in 2025. It's like, no, 2024, a year from now, you know, so that totally leaves my option open to, because it, as far as I'm concerned, if he's going to return, the only practical place in space for him to do so is San Francisco just yeah. because it's a ready-made team and they have, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation pre Brock Purdy uh, getting injured right. in the NFC championship game. We would right. not be having, they, they have their quarterback. They're good. They're moving forward with him. 
Um, but now it's it's been left open for the possibility for him to come in again. The, the, we, we said last show, like the narrative is going to be, oh man, the, the, the arm isn't healing as fast as we thought it would. You know, we're having issues with Trey Lance, you know, or, or what have you. Uh, and he's just going to come in. I'm just going to come in for that one year. Um, I don't know. I may not even play the whole season. Who knows? You know, right. whole thing. Well, you know he will. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be that all shucks, guys. At least he's got the out. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for you. You know, uh, uh, and and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's it seems like it's primed. It's ready to yeah, happen. It's it's, it's an it's a no lose situation because he can go in there and I mean. Maybe he does suck, and uh, then he just holds water until Purdy comes back, and then he retires. Exactly. But if he actually starts playing well, which I think he would with that uh, offense and defense and the weapons they got, and him not you know having to throw it every down, and he can run play action, I, yeah, they, they would be pretty scary, man. That Tom Brady, he's a sneaky guy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That I mean, Brady, talk about man. a perfect story ending, though, uh, isn't it? I mean, geez. But that's what I'm saying. Like that guy, just he he, he gets all the luck, man. He, yeah. You know, he's everything just falls in fairy line for tale. him. Fairy tale. It's <laughs> only perfect for Tom Brady, and then to have he'll the get back with Giselle ending. as well. Exactly. That's what it'll be. Like he'll lift the Lombardi trophy and she'll be in the crowd, you know, and the musical <laughs> start running back go, onto the field. And then yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd oh. goes wild. <laughs> I don't oh, want to wait. It's like a corny 80s movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, speaking of corny, the NFL unveiled their uh, reimagined Pro Bowl games over the weekend, which included mini games like a Move the Chains event that involved players pulling a 2,000-pound sled, a best catch event that uh, pitted Detroit Lions receiver Amonra St. Brown going against Buffalo Bills receiver Stefan Diggs. Uh, uh, Diggs then turned it uh, into a little like upskirt event, kneeling behind the cheerleaders' asses. I don't know if you saw that. I mean, not the best look for Diggs, oh, but uh, uh, perhaps the best view for him. Um, and uh, there was also a gridiron gauntlet that was like an obstacle course and three flag football games. The event was uh, redesigned to prevent contact and the potential risk of injury, was a, which was a possibility in the exhibition game of the previous version of the Pro Bowl. Uh, but of course, they, they did injure uh, players did get injured. Uh, Miles Garrett, he dislocated his toe during the event, uh, apparently. Gosh. Um, actually probably more like dislocated it the night before as, you know, as a stripper accidentally stabbed him, uh, with a, the, with a stiletto of her heel or, you know, her shoe, like that's probably what really right. happened. And then he just, you know, limped his way to the game and was like, Oh, Oh man, my toe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give me that workman's comp, right? Uh, yeah. I got that insurance for this. Um, so, uh, yes, the, the redesigned event uh, was, was, you know, uneven at best with uh, some of the uh, mini games like uh, best catch lacking in structure and frankly energy. I think they're kind of going for like almost like a slam dunk contest feel for right. that. But it just it just, you know, in, in comparison, it was just found lacking and wanting. Uh, the NFC ended up uh, prevailing, winning the event by a combined score of 35 to 33. And of course, there was still ref controversy. 
<laughs> there was ref controversy yeah. still in the Pro Bowl. Exactly. Devontae Adams, he tweeted, man, not the refs controlling the Pro Bowl too. Smush. <laughs> uh, so uh, how uh, I get messed, uh, this mess script. Um, so perhaps an agenda, uh, you know, uh, with this uh, new format, with this uh flag football game uh do do you think that we could go as far as suggesting that maybe they were they are going to be testing the waters to see if people care about contact at all uh you know maybe get rid of the pads completely you know maybe 10 12 20 years down the line uh you know uh i don't know uh, just just thinking out loud there what do you think of this new format that uh, the NFL is going for. What do you think about the Pro Bowl in general? I mean, you know me. I've been pretty fairly opinionated about all-star games. It's like, yeah, they're fun. You know, they, they should be more fun for the players than they are for the viewers anyway. And it seems like this was right. the case. And I just think they're all kind of just ridiculous in general. But it's a great, you know, accolade, acknowledgement of a player's ability, you know, saying they are the, the, the creme de la creme. Uh, if you will, but uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, the, the Pro Bowl's always been something that's been, you know, kind of stupid to me personally. But uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, with football, the only things I really would want to see on any kind of All Star weekend would be a uh, like a basically like the home run derby. Like, get the quarterbacks out there who can throw the ball the farthest yeah. and the fastest. I want to see a radar gun. I want to see them do the tape measure thing. And then I want to see who's the fastest. Get all the fast guys out there, have them run a 100-meter dash. Uh, I, I would like to see that. Other than that, flag football, keep that. That's stupid. And as soon as, watch, you see a couple guys blow out their ACL or rupture their Achilles or something. Right. You know, you're still out there running around. Something's going to happen sooner or later. So this whole thing of, oh, we can't have any injuries. Like it's just not going to happen unless you just don't have a game. If you're going to have a game put the pads on. You guys play professional football for crying out loud. Get out there and play. Just don't go as hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's really not that, that difficult. That's what you've been doing this whole time anyway. And I also, I don't like the fact that it wasn't in Hawaii this year, was it? It was in Vegas. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, it was cool that that was like Hawaii's thing. They had them over there every year. They haven't done Hawaii yeah. for a while though. They, they yeah, stopped true, doing but, that. Um, like, uh, I don't know how, how long ago, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, cause, cause you know, it stopped, uh, it's like players stopped going to it. And also, you know, the, it just wasn't harvesting enough, uh, eyes. Yeah. So they need to just scrap the, the, the game. I mean, get, get some of those, like I said, just, those are the only two things I want to see. I mean, sure. Maybe you could do the receivers, like trying to mimic a slam dunk contest with, oh, who can catch the craziest ball? I think that's still pretty dumb. <laughs> I think I think they can get there with this kind of format where it's just like a bunch of different, uh, uh, you know, the, the mini games, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, I would like to see the, you know, field goal kickers go at it with some wacky, yeah, wacky way one. of them, you know, uh, uh, kicking it through upright. Longest kick or something. You know, the punters, how close you can get it to the line, you know, and everybody's got some kind of point system, you know, that, is, you know, I, I like the aspect of a point system that, uh, you know, uh, is, is tallied throughout the entire day. And then, um, you know, uh, so everything matters in some way, shape, or form, uh -huh. uh, even though none of it matters. And I like that right. none of it matters. None of it really should matter. It should just be like, right. you know, a, a bunch of those guys just getting together, hanging out. The flag football doesn't bother me. You know, I, I think that's okay. Like, just to just watch them all just dick around and, and, and throw the ball around, uh, you know, and play a 
you know, a, a very, you know, abbreviated version of the game. But, you know, I think that they could get a little more imaginative with uh, some of the mini games. Um, and then, of course, they should just really more or less tie it in with like, I don't know, uh, uh, musical performances or like, like I like sure. the fact that it's in Vegas because it makes sense if they make, make it more, more like Vegas, it. you know, more of a yeah. show uh, where something's constantly happening and it's just, it's just like an hour long presentation at best and then it's done. Um, and, and I, I think if they stick with this, they can, they can get there. Obviously I, I doubt it'll be in Vegas next year because the Super Bowl is supposed to be in Vegas next year. So that's obviously a conflict of interest in regards to trying to set up for the big game. You know, you don't want to have the, be dealing with the pro bowl the week before. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, you know, I, Vegas makes sense to me if it stays there, um, because it is just kind of like that environment, you know, that, yeah. that, that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of town. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. But all that said, eh, I could, you know, I, I don't care. Like I'm not yeah. like tuning in for the pro bowl. I'm not counting down the no. days to see it. Um, you know, and, and even if the, the big names aren't there or are there, I don't care. Uh, it's, it, I, 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 you know, unless it's an actual football game to me, it's just, you know, it's just auxiliary stuff. You know, it's just extra, um, and, and to me, like the pro bowl is almost like the worst of it all, like the baseball all-star game. Like I like that. Oh yeah. You know, I do like that. um, NBA, you know, I, I like the, the, what they've done, uh, yeah. and, and, uh, even hell, even NHL, you know, it's, it's, I would rather watch all three of those over the pro bowl though. Football, American football is my favorite sport. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I hate that I preface it American football, by the way, just it's football. <laughs> it's football. <laughs> See exactly. that agenda, man. They're getting in my mind, man. They're, they're swaying me. They're, they're <laughs> at a moment of weakness. I'm sorry. It's all it'll this never, world cup. It'll stuff. never happen again. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there you have it. I mean, pro bowl pro big whoop who cares. Yeah. Um, but, uh, can't wait for the super bowl. Looking forward to that. Kansas the brother City Chiefs, Bowl. the brother up. bowl. Exactly. The brother, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia Eagles, the, the, the Kelsey on Kelsey, uh, uh, brothers, uh, house divided, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. And then of course the two black quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen hurts. It's going to be a good one. I do have to say press day. I don't know if you saw that, that, uh, somebody actually, a, pre- <laughs> a media person actually asked Nick Sirianni head coach of the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He literally asked him, is this a must win game? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, just to go, it goes to show you, man, especially when it comes to the press, the ignorance that you are dealing with. Genius is there. Oh my God. He's like, yeah, (laughs) is this a must win game? You think? Nah, we'll get them next time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Sideline the Agenda. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Give us a five-star review and tell your friends about this show, won't you? You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. My name is Scott. With me was Chris. And this has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. See you guys next time.